0: Kyra, welcome to Rhythms Podcast, a father and son conversation around the daily rhythm of reading the Bible in community, partnering with the Holy Spirit for connection and growth. Awesome, brilliant. Yeah. Got <laughs> it. We're here, uh, man. This is our final podcast of the of Ephesians. This is our final podcast of our allotted podcast yeah. times.
1: As we skim with a few dives uh through right. Ephesians. And uh I remember a few years ago, quite a few now, maybe 10. I did uh, uh started preaching one year in Ephesians, and I got to the end of Ephesians five, I think, and mm. I was over 30, over 30 weeks into the year, 30 Sundays, um, just on Ephesians one to Just one to five. So so we are doing a, a skim across the top with a few. Dips in to go a bit deeper here and there, but we're still wanting to capture the whole as well, how it all works together.
0: And um, before we go any further, then you're great. Just for those of you who have picked up or randomly come into this podcast, uh, my name is Elijah uh, Elijah Burton, and me and my wife are uh, pastors of Unite uh, Church, which is a church of churches. We are a network of neighbourhood churches, which are small, slow, and simple. And um, we've been going on a journey of reading the word together daily and sharing via Slack, our online sharing platform. Mm. And it's been an incredible journey sharing together with the word, encouraging each other in love, doing what Ephesians 4 says, uh, speaking God's truth Mm. in a way that would serve one another. And so it's been exciting. And and this podcast is another way of us having a father and son conversation. This is my dad. Paul Burton and um, who, who's been a pastor for many years and a thinker and, and an apprentice of Jesus uh, since he's been since he was 19 and um, we just have this conversation together um, we love to talk about theology and we love to see how um, our thinking affects our doing and so brilliant but I, I just thought before we share anymore we normally pray before we record but I thought oh, I'd be cool just to pray now yep. Um Yeah, so, Dad, why don't you just start that off?
1: Yeah, so we'll just pick up, shall we, the prayer of Paul on Ephesians 1 and Mm. and leap in there. Father, we join in with this prayer that was prayed in Ephesians 1, that that you would be opening our hearts. That you, Holy Spirit, would be at work, uh, doing a work in our heart, doing a work in the hearts of everyone who listens, that you would be the teacher, uh, that we are working in your teaching. We are under you. We are not replacing you. Uh, You get it right. We may get it a bit messy at times, but you always get it right. And so as people hear us, they would be hearing you, and you would be teaching their hearts the wonder of being a person who knows Jesus and is growing to be like him, the apprentices, apprentice sons to the master son, Jesus Christ, that our hearts would be becoming more and more aware of the presence of God in us, and how we can bring that presence to our day-to-day living every day. Father, continue to be growing us as your disciples, your followers in Jesus. Amen.
0: Awesome. And I just want to pray too, Lord Jesus, I just pray for every listener, every person that is uh, listening and following along these conversations, Mm -hmm. God, would you Mm -hmm. just fill them up with the knowledge of you? Would you increase... Mm -hmm inside of them holy spirit would you expand inside of them if they don't know you would they would you reveal yourself to them in a deep and personal and good way and for those of us listening who do know you um would you just increase in our lives would would as we practice your way would your grace and love and goodness increase in our lives Mm -hmm. and we thank you that you are growing us to be more like you and we love you Jesus and we worship you in jesus name amen amen
1: thank you jesus
0: awesome so yeah we give a little bit of an intro on who we are yeah. a little bit of a story of our the the, the slow simple church yes. mm-hmm. communities that we desire to journey in and uh looking for that long um that that slow burn
1: um and the goal uh, for me as we um, I've been on the sort of side as you know it's gone on this but being part of the conversation is, is we want to recapture and bring right to the fore of right. what it is to be a disciple of Jesus an apprentice son of Jesus mm. and, and verses like uh, John 13 34 and 35 a new commandment I give unto you to love one another as I have loved you, and say, this should be front and centre of everything we do as church. Yeah. And, and to realise not honest, we need to clear some of the busyness we created with the way we were doing church yeah. out of the way, so there could be space for relationship uh, around verses like that, yeah. and, um, and seeing what the Holy Spirit would do with it. Yeah. Uh, we want to see a fulfilment of scripture where people can look at what's happening in the church, and because of that, as Jesus said, then people will know you are my disciples. i will see Jesus in us. And uh, more than what we've seen in the past. And we've seen little bits, but we're looking to see it in a much greater, more powerful way. So it's not just a a shift of structure because it's novel. Yeah, It's actually a deep shift of culture uh, of what it is to be part of this church that Jesus is building in these days. It's on mission with him. That's, that's the
0: blurb yeah I love it and I and I want to do yeah. I guess I want to say a couple of things to those listening um obviously a bunch of us listening from our unite neighborhood churches and then a bunch from I know there are a couple around the world listening as as you get your hands on this podcast I do want to say a couple of things uh we, you know, it takes, it takes resource to run these podcasts and this is just a big trial, this one. And so yeah. I guess I'm asking if God is talking to you with complete freedom, we just say, if the Holy Spirit's saying, I'm stirring you to go, oh, how do I partner? Because these podcasts, I really want them to continue. Um, then number one, get in contact with us via our uh, emails or you can go onto the Unite website. So the Unite website is unitechurch.org.nz or if you want to um, personally financially contribute or partner with uh, this podcast um, you can email us and we'll, we'll figure that out too on Elijah at unitechurch.org.nz or Paul at chasingtruth.nz N-Z yep all New Zealand. that's right so that's that one so we just want to give you we just want to say there are, there is an option if you're saying how do i do that contact us we'll figure it out um number two we want to hear from you if this is something yes. that helps yes um, we want to hear from you we'd love yet again use those same okay. emails we'd love to hear from you whatever encouragements questions comments whatever's going on um we'd love to hear we do believe that uh, our sharing and reading and truth the context for that is community and so we'd love to help create community and connection wherever and because of the way the world works now we can be in connection across the globe so please reach out to us with whatever's going on even if you're finding it hard to have a community where you are we just want to would find a way to connect and yeah we don't have all the answers but we would we just want to help so. Well, I well,
1: thought well, we have no answers. We don't have the answer, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and that's true. You know, everything we share comes from a spirit of we're seeing some things. Yeah. But we very, we know we don't see everything. Yeah. And and we know we see some things that God has shown us in Scripture. Uh, as I said before, you know, been around some of these scriptures for many, many years, many, many yep. times. Still seeing things a bit more brightly and clearly than I used to.
0: Hmm.
1: But we don't see everything. Yeah, We don't know everything, yeah. and and we can still be wrong. Yeah. Uh, but the Holy Spirit has a way of taking our wrongness and helping people to get it right. And when we see we've been wrong, we repent, a uh, privilege to have just to live by faith and trust Jesus that he is right and the truth.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. right. N.T. Wright, a great theologian, uh, made the comment that 20% of what he believes is probably wrong, but he doesn't know what's 20%. Yes, I
1: like it. So you I've not been gone. long enough to know that I used to be wrong <laughs> and some things that I now have a different view on and yeah. God has helped me to see differently, yeah. that there's still probably some more. But also to know that, that it wasn't with condemnation. That, that 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 came. It came with a revelation. Oh, so it's like that, isn't? It? That's clearer than I used to see it. That's different from how I used to see it. That's better. That's more life giving. That's more freedom. And I found the Spirit of God incredibly gracious, patient, and persistent in leading me more and more into truth right. over the years. His truth, the way of seeing truth, and so I'm incredibly appreciative of that. And I believe for that for every person listening
0: absolutely and i will say finally Mm -hmm. one final housekeeping thing is that this podcast works better if you follow along with our daily barber readings now obviously you can just listen i listen to a bunch of podcasts that have things like this and i don't join in (laughs) so freedom have freedom but it works better with the daily readings. so you can find that on our website too and you can read along um, and journal meditate Uh, seek Jesus and because the aim is not just that we hear things or hear a conversation, but it's Mm. that we actually grow to be, um, we grow as apprentices of Jesus according to his word by his spirit. Mm. And so that's really the goal here, that we would grow in devotion to God in Jesus with one another and that by doing that, we would show the world the love of God. And so that is the heart behind Everything we mm. do. Brilliant. Hey, let's review yeah. the last the last four weeks because we're on week yeah. five. Let's have a quick yep. review. So, week one, we talked, we the big introduction, Ephesians 1 to 210, heaven to heart to hand. Mm.
1: And uh how we've seen that is, is God's really speaking to individuals. Uh, we can come into that just by as ourselves and, and he just starts. In the big story, doesn't it? And, and uh, in heaven, but also before creation, God saw us. Uh, before we were lost, God was preparing to find us. Yeah. Uh, what an amazing understanding. We see these rich language of grace and the, 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 the redemption and being brought all the way through, as he says in Ephesians 2.10, to being God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Mm-hmm. And then he begins to talk about some of the good works Yep. Uh, Ephesians uh, two eleven to on we start to, we start talking about how the, these people who were once enemies now come together in Christ to right. find unity find this one new thing that God is doing in Christ this one new man well one of our good works That's is right. to actually participate in that to allow right. ourselves to come into the unity we have in Christ to be joined together and yeah. and all these things so it's great
0: love it I love that absolutely and then week two we moved from that into Ephesians 2, 11 to 3, 21. Yep. We talked about being stones, not bricks. Yep. Walls of hostility coming yep. down. Jesus, yeah. our peace.
1: Real challenge, hey, the stones, not bricks. Just, just thinking about that again, the idea is we make bricks and build things, but the stones are just there. Yeah. And you go pick them up and then you put them together. And so there's a sense of God's creativity around the stone. Yeah. And... And and there's a challenge even with how we, we're going at unite to unite into the small churches. We, we're trying to actually reduce the amount of conformity to the brick building, the institutionalization, the um, packaging,
0: yep.
1: and, and make more room for stones yeah. to be seen and yep. to be joined together by the Holy Spirit and the yeah. grace of Jesus Christ and, and actually see what he can do with it. And so, yeah, you know, you take away the, um, uh, you go to the smaller church, it's simpler, it's slower. There's a, this going on a quiet rhythm that, but you actually, we need the Holy Spirit to be working more than ever in doing his work. Because actually we're trying to do less.
0: Yeah. There's, there's actually. To cooperate with him more. There's, you're right. There's a, it's quite exposing, actually. Someone in one of my um, Bible readings, when we share, they were saying, man, neighborhood church exposes. um. You can't hide,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: and, yep. and We're not all beautiful. bricks. That's We're bringing right. out the stones, yeah. And there's a beauty, I mean, the church I see is everyone, every single one, yep. Ephesians 4, um, which is week three, Carry on. we yeah. can go to that week three, yeah, Ephesians 4 1 to uh, 16. Our shared hope talks mm. about each part doing its work, and I mm. truly believe that that means everyone, like, yep, that's children, that's Men and women, that's people from every creed and, and nation yep. and tongue, that's, that's seniors. There's every stage of life, mm. every background has a place yes. in Christ mm. to play, not just to be there, to belong, but actually to be useful, to be, um, well, to play well, their well, part.
1: Yeah, to be useful, but it's I don't want to lean into, you know, our society puts value on things
0: because they're sure, useful. Sure, yeah, yeah. And, and so yeah, it's actually
1: man. this, this, everyone's part of this, the Bible says, this yeah. fullness in Christ. Mm-hmm. And there's a mystery here. And it's going to come out in our readings today again. There's mystery here. We, we don't get this. We can't figure this out. We can't work this out completely. We can work with it, but we can't yeah. you know, get over the top of it, study it, and control it. We're yeah. in the midst of it. Yeah. And, and so he gives these gifts, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, shepherds, and teachers to prepare the saints yeah. for the work of the ministry, yeah. what, for the building up of the Christ. And here's the goal, the unity of faith, the knowledge of Christ, this mature mm-hmm. one body of Christ. This is an incredible picture. And in that, each member, each part doing its part. Yeah, that's where there is a there is a a usefulness
0: or bringing guess,
1: something that's useful, but it's actually yeah more about like uh, being there yes and just being who you are in Christ
0: yeah yeah
1: sure more than thinking you know what's my specific function no let it flow sure. naturally yep. yeah yeah
0: I guess totally and I, and and I guess what I would mean is there is a grace on everyone and what I've seen in our mm. neighbourhood churches is someone might even just have this moment, this small moment, and it just pivots everyone, everyone. Yes, or yep. someone might just say, hey, I'm, I'm yep. really in need right now. And it just, there's a grace on that moment. Yep. You know, someone might, yep. a child might go, here's a picture I've shared," and there's a grace on that mm, moment. Yep. And when you recognize the leadership of the Holy Spirit as our primary yep. leadership, not our and secondary our leadership. Part. Yes, our primary yep. leadership, we actually find that the Holy Spirit moves us together. And the more, you know, uh, mm. I've said many times when we come together and I think every time we recognize the the, uh, the believers coming together as whanau, as family, yep. um, that there is a gift you bring and a gift you receive, mm-hmm. but the gift you bring might not be like you said, it might not be this big act or this me being useful. No. It might mm-hmm. just, it might even be me being weak. Yeah. And that might but be who you, you are. That, it's just me being yeah. me in that moment, yeah. letting you be you. And in all of that, Letting the truth of God be mm. uh, at the center, and yeah. Jesus at the center, and, and like you said, there is this um net, there is this flow that happens as mm. we respond to the Holy Spirit yeah. together. Awesome, and then week yeah. um, four, these oh, 4, yeah. 17 to five twenty was a big one, mm. and and yeah, it was talking about our responsibility. I entitled it. I don't you don't know this, Dad, but you'll no, find I out. Um, yes. and I entitled it. Trust me and let's go together. It was a kind of yeah. comment you made about yep. Jesus. And I thought there's something about this yep. trusting Jesus as we do this together.
1: Yeah. A lot about walking things out, eh? Yes. The walking it out. The walking yep. it out. Um, so he takes us from heaven and then it becomes like you know, we're seated with Christ, Ephesians 2 6, seated with Christ in heavenly places. It brings us all the way up to Jesus. We get this. Incredible privilege uh, of being one with Christ and his uh, salvation work and his resurrection seated with Christ. Beautiful picture beyond what we could imagine, seated with Christ. And and so we have that. And at the same time, we're walking that out in day-to-day life on earth. And and that's where we sort of get from Ephesians 17. We're really still in that this week um, all the way through to the end, walking it out. And and a lot of it was about... What do you put on in your thinking? What yep. do you take off? That's right. What do you hold in your mind? What do you let go of? And what do you put, what do you bring into its place? Right. And we have a responsibility, as you said, there to trust God with what he says, let go of that thinking. Um, one of the mm-hmm. verses I don't think we shared right. last week when, when I thought of in preparation, one of the ways I prepare is uh, do a lot of notes and then leave them. When I come and sit down, I don't have the notes with me. That's just right. me. So there was um, one of the verses, Isaiah 43, 18, and 19, a very commonly used verse in places I'm around these days. And um, one of the versions says, Forget the former things. Mm. See, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not uh, perceive it? Now it springs forth. Now, in some ways, that's talking about Jesus springing forth. In some ways, it's talking about every time God's doing a new thing in us, it springs yeah. forth. Yeah. One of the readings with that is, Stop calling to mind the former things. Yeah. Yep. Forget them. See I'm doing. Bring your mind to the new things yep. that, of what God's doing. You know, there's a putting off, putting on. We read there verses 22 and 24. Put off the former things. Don't hold them in your mind. You might not forget them completely, but stop calling them to mind. So someone here today who's listening mm-hmm. just need to realize there's some things in your past that you continually bring to your mind. They go round and round and round. And it's like God says, just stop calling them to mind. Yeah. Let the memories just have less power over you. And and ask God what new thing you can bring to mind in its place. What is Jesus? What thinking has Jesus given you about who you are as a person who's trusted him that you can hold in your thinking? There's some work there. There's some discipline there. It's not about getting it right. It's just about trusting God and going with him. And part of that is stop calling to mind certain things. And allow some of the new thoughts he's given us and those we choose Absolutely. to put on hold in our thinking. Sorry, not sorry. There's a word, let just let it happen in our lives. And I love someone it. just goes, pause. God, there's something I need to pray about right now.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I love that, Dad.
1: Right. We better get into the day because the oh, time, time is great. going. That's
0: right. So let's yeah. go. On. I love that, Dad. There was a good moment. Here we go. Let's let's uh finish off Ephesians 5, starting with verse 21.
1: Yep. We'll just uh, read verse 21, and, uh, and then we'll read 22 to 33 in a, in a group. Fantastic.
0: So, so let's go from
1: 18. Let's go from 18. We'll go back a couple and to 21. Yeah. Can do.
0: Verse 18, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart. To the Lord, always give thanks to God, the Father, for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ.
1: Yeah. And, and just, we need to remind ourselves where, or just hear this in the context say that. He's saying this, this thing submitting, which for me... You know, for most of my life it would have been like a ah, pushback, pushback. You know, we don't yeah. submit to anybody. We, <laughs> we, uh, we, we're independent. We're individualists and no one tells me what to do. And then, you know, we want to learn how to get along, but we don't want to submit. We want to learn how to work, with, but we don't want to submit to anyone, anywhere, anytime. You know, maybe it's just some of us Kiwis who grew up in New Zealand like that. Other <laughs> cultures don't have that problem. But, but this did not start off with submit to one another. Out of reverence for Christ, it started off way back actually coming into Christ, but here he specifically says, Be full of the Holy Spirit, mm. L- look to your life to be continually full of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and the Holy Spirit has come in submission to the work of Christ in this world. Great, he's incredibly humble and gentle with us. And not only that, when we look into who Jesus is, we find he is one who's come and submitted himself. What did he do with, when he was arrested by the high priest submitted himself mm. what did he do when he went into John 13 we read and the disciples he submitted himself to his disciples and washed their feet yeah. um, and we see that that this is not a submission and becoming subservient mm. It's actually realized that we all bring something, as we were saying before, that can benefit others. And the way they get it is we submit to one another and allow what's in us to flow to serve others and benefit them. And and just in Philippians, it's important to read these verses, I think, in Philippians uh, 2. Sorry, yeah, Philippians 2. It says, verse 3, do nothing from selfish ambition Mm -hmm. or conceit. Don't think about yourself all the time he's saying. But in humility, count others as more significant than yourselves. In humility, count others as more significant than yourselves. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Yep. uh, Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others, having this mind among yourselves. Yep. Which is yours in Jesus Christ. So what do we see in Jesus? We see him doing it and then asking us to join him in it. So we, we go on from there. I don't want to dig into well, I that love too it. much. It's you might have just, a thought on it. I was
0: just saying Jesus won't ask us to do anything he hasn't. No, no. Yet. So
1: so I'm just pushing back at that spirit in us that will rise up and say, like, Oh, who are you to tell me to submit. You know? Yeah.
0: Great. And I just want to say before you go on, because I do, I I feel like in this podcast, we just get Elijah's pet peeves. Maybe we should have a segment. (laughs) Elijah's pet peeves. Things that annoy me, that Christians say. Um, One of the things for me is I feel like we get this, particularly because we're about to read about wives submitting to husbands. And I hear that gets taken out of context all the time. It drives me absolutely nuts. It might just be the millennial in me. But uh, I'm just kind of like, have you not read the whole passage? It starts with submit to one another. That's the context of... And that's not even the starting point, like you said, Dad. It starts Mm. with God submits. Yes. He shows us submission. And then we follow that. And then in that, we see a dynamic with husbands and wives. And I get frustrated because sometimes I hear things from people, as pastors often do,
1: Mm. and
0: they like to say things like, oh, you know, wives need to do this. I'm like, you did read where this is. (laughs) And you did read what happens afterwards. It says, "Wives submit to your husbands, as you do to the Lord." And then, and then it goes on. I can. I'm just, I'll just read it. As you yeah, do, let's read right? it. Yep. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also yeah. wives should, should submit to their husbands in everything. But read the next bit, husbands. Yep. Remind your wives no, it doesn't say that. Yeah. Husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church. Yep. Oh. And gave himself up for her. So before we carry on there, I just like I always want to put a a call yeah. to the husbands. This is yep. our
1: calling, guys. And and also, and we've got more to say when you get to the end, but but as a husband, I'm not responsible. For how my wife works out, wives submit to your husbands. That's right. And as a wife, I'm not responsible for how my husband works out. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loves the church. I'm responsible as a husband to love my wife as Christ loved the church and to ask the Holy Spirit to help me to work that out and put it into place and get some help from uh, the body around me. And we am not help. responsible for how I say- my wife
0: interprets and works out Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and can yeah. I say uh, to actually anyone in a marriage? Because um, I don't want to assume everyone is, and I don't think everyone is called to that. We know that from scripture as well. But I will say, if if you have, if that's where you find yourself in a marriage, uh, you do need the body of Christ. You can't yep. you can't just do it the two of you. It's yep. absolutely self destructive um to to try to work it out with just <clears> two people. We need brothers and sisters of faith around us. It's just, and particularly men who tend to get um inverted. Is that sub what is that? We get internal and Yeah, we
1: internalize,
0: we don't share, we yeah. Uh, we need each other. We don't it's not about yeah. vomiting everything out. It's just about we do need each other. And and I just had a thought. And thoughts crossed my
1: mind, and we probably want to go back and read these all these verses again. But this is a hot point, we come across it in pastoring over and over again. Yep, and there is a responsibility here on both the husband and a wife. Yep, and sometimes we hide from our responsibilities by putting like some wives I think might just like the idea of their husband being the head. And, and take a bit more of a subservient role because wow. giving, they give they don't have to take the responsibility to be in that marriage fully who they're called to be in God. They mm-hmm. just leave it all up to the husband. They leave all the big decisions up to the husband instead of being part of the journey. And, and there can be a hiding in there, an escapism, an irresponsibility. And and so they may not want to face up to the fact that this or how we'll talk about it later because it actually brings more puts more weight on them to be responsible as an equal partner a complementary partner in the
0: relationship. And, vice uh, versa. and obviously, and vi- you're right. And vice yeah. versa, we have husbands yeah. that have been taught or believe that they are I don't know they they take on t- too much responsibility. Yep and they and they don't allow their women their their wives to shine. Yeah. Um, yep. And and, I, and like often and they're often crushed or choked or struggling with that. Yes, and in, and in hmm. doing that they actually end up crushing their
1: Yeah wives. They're not making good decisions because they don't have all the resources God has given them speaking into those decisions, the gifts and the wisdom and the way they're not doing it in the way that God does it and and working it out together and calling us to walk together, bearing with one another, listening to one another, hearing each other, bringing all our gifts and resources to the table for the benefit of others, not sitting back and saying, well, I'll just hold on to all my gifts and and let someone else make all the decisions for me. No. And not think, I've got to make all the decisions. No, I've got to create space for all the resource God has given us to come, yeah. all the gifting and wisdom that God has put in us Absolutely. to come. So then we can together discern it. So, you know, we you know, husbands may lead in doing that or they may lead in getting the wife to do that, you know, because who's the most gifted? So we're way off, not way off the point, but we haven't read the text yet. I want us to
0: I love it. Get back. And, and I just, and I will yeah. say that was our journey last year with our oversight, tw- um yeah. six couples, where everyone made, we made the decision together. We asked, mm. <clears throat> Karen and I asked, Karen and I definitely made it together and I, I leaned on her in some of it and she leaned on me. Um, mm. We did, played our part. I played my leadership role. Um, yep. But I understood there was voices I needed and we we made a collective decision in that. So here we go. Um, mm. I'll go back to 21. You're right. We need to move through. I'm going to go all the way to the 22, end of 35. 22 to 33. Submit yeah. to one another out of reverence for Christ. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I'm talking about Christ in the church. However, each one of you must also love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. He jumps, he jumps between yeah. Christ in the church yep. And, yep. and marriage. Yep. Like it's nothing. Like it's one thing. Yeah.
1: Do you see the? Do you see the um the stories within the story there? Yeah, uh, yeah. The stories within the story. Yeah. And it's the, the, like one story, but inside that one story, there are stories uh, within the story. Um, you, know, you see it taking us all the way back to well, not back. Uh, it's back in one way, but right back to Genesis and all the way out to the end and. Um revelation and, and we see that the book, the whole book, the Bible begins with uh in Genesis chapter two, I think it's verse 25. And a man shall leave his um mother and father, and this is before he had a mother and father, and shall cleave to his wife, the first yeah. one there, and they yeah. shall be one flesh. Oh, down in verse 31. So, so he's he's like in verse 31, he's linking us all the way back to the to the beginning of the story. So we see the big story here,
0: yeah. And at the end a- of the
1: book. In Revelation 19 21, you know, that we see the bride making herself ready in Revelation 19 21. The bride coming to be presented to her bridegroom, like walking down the aisle, uh, not like we would do in a church, but in the eternal aisle, and things coming back to where they were at the beginnings it's, in a new way.
0: Yeah. It's, that's right. I love that. And it's like he's saying, marriage is naturally it's just a shadow of the true marriage. So yeah. like he's saying, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is just a little. Yeah, foreshadowing yep. of what I'm really talking about, marriage yep. isn't the main thing. The main thing is this marriage between Jesus and his yes. bride, the church.
1: Yep, yep. But he is also speaking specifically to yes. the marriages in yep. the church in Ephesus. So within that yep. story, which is the main story, the encompassing story, and yep. that gives meaning to the other stories, they have to yeah. be consistent. The truth flows through them the same. Yep. And it, and it um, gives it's Now, you and Ephesus, you know, here you've got to see your thing that you call marriages. They, they would have had a completely different idea. Um, are more than what you think they are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's and, right. In
1: and one way, he lists the, 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 and you've got to do this without. too far and eye to it for everybody, but there is a sense that a husband and wife coming together in this relationship we call marriage is is lifted above all cultures. Mm. It has something that's of God in it for everywhere, and and of course we know it's it's where family come from, it's where children Mm. come into being from, and so it's very much the way God designed the world to work. There's still room, and God, mm-hmm. Paul talked about in another place, people with the gift of singleness, and they can still be part of the bride and the great marriage. Not still be part, they are still part, equally part of everything mm-hmm. God's doing. They're yes. in the big story. Yes. But this other story. So there's a really, it's a really powerful few verses, isn't it, and the way it brings the two stories together, the the big story of what God's doing from beginning to end of time, and it's all pausing to recognize that the end of the Bible story in time, as we know it, there is a wedding. Yeah. And a bride beautifully prepared for her husband is coming to Jesus, who is the bridegroom. Yeah. Um, which means, oh, if we want to know what the purpose of God is again, the big story, we know.
0: yeah,
1: It's to bring forth His church as this beautifully prepared Bride and, and we're all on the bride. Yeah. So that, that's that's some good thinking. Uh that one flesh verse is also quoted by Jesus in Matthew 19, 5. So so it's a uh, this this challenging thought. It's a mystery. I love that it says in verse, we're jumping in and around the text, but it says, This mystery is profound in verse 32. Yeah. The mystery of a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So all of us who have been in marriages. Yep. Um do forty years this year, uh, and uh, Grace Great. and I—we're still in a mystery. Yeah, we may see it more. We may have got deeper into it, but we're still in a mystery. Yeah, we, we're not living over this marriage. Got it all sorted. We're in the midst of it, learning how to grow and live out our uh, one flesh. And he says it's the same for Christ and the church.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, we're one flesh. This is incredible thought. Seated yep. with Christ in heavenly places, Ephesians 2, 6, walking that out on earth right yep. now, today, in what we're doing, Ephesians yep, yep. 5.8, walk as children of light. Yeah. And so we're one flesh, like Jesus is flesh. We're one with Christ, the body, one flesh with Jesus in heaven. I don't get it. But I gotta, I've got to live in it. Yeah. And so this is powerful thinking here. Yeah. So we see this, this. This big story, the small story. Um, do you want to go to headship? Yeah. Husbands love your wives. It's quite, No, that was it there. So we, yeah. the husband is the head. So this is a uh, a, a big topic. So it is. This, I'm gonna present this and, and I'm not all all um knowing. Uh I preached the first time on this in 1987, if I remember rightly. So <laughs> I say that to say it's not the first time I've looked at it and I've been around it many times and and my views have grown and developed.
0: Give us your two cents, Uh, Dad.
1: So this is a challenge uh, to authoritarianism, control, rulership, dominance. This is a challenge to the idea that there's a man who runs the home like a lord and everything Mm -hmm. is under his authority and control. It's a challenge to the idea of ownership of wives Mm -hmm. as chattels. Uh, It's a challenge to that. It is not endorsing that. It is challenging that that would have been the existing way of thinking. Yeah. The wife would have had no rights at all. She was a chattel completely, you know, no rights at all. He's mm. challenging that thinking. One of the way well, reasons we know he's doing that is, well, the way he talked about headship and what it looks like mm. challenges it. But another way is, is when he used this word head, he doesn't use the word you would use for ruler. Yeah. He doesn't use the word aki, Um like in hierarchy, and the word that's translated ruler in the text, that which is a lord over. He doesn't use terms like lord and ruler. This word head is is almost like uh, um, a picture of chronology, like the husband came first. Adam's there, and out of the side of Adam is Eve. He came first. She came next. It wasn't um, some make that to mean as therefore he is over and she is under. I disagree. There's debate in the church on this. Uh, I think it's she came first. He came next. And they come together side by side, complementary. And 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 so it's it's speaking more about. The head in sense of coming first in the situation. Like where Christ is the head of the church, Christ came first. Yeah, Out of the side of Adam came Eve, his bride. Mm. Uh, out of the side of Jesus Christ, the spear goes into the side on the cross and out comes water and the blood. And we see almost there that out of the side of Christ comes the yes. flow of the blood and um. the flow of the Holy Spirit, the water and the blood, through which comes the church. Which is his bride. And if we haven't come from Christ, we're not in the bride. Mm. And so we, you know, and yet where does Christ put us? Side by side. Yeah. Seated with him in heavenly places. Now we know he came first. We, we every bit of life we have as Christians comes out of Christ. Yeah. But he includes us side by side. And so we see that headship here is, is not. When we're not presenting it as rulership or over. We're presenting it as side by side, but there's order. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Another example of this, and it's not marriage, but you're my son, and you were born um, from a conception that happened between myself and my wife. So you came out of us. Mm-hmm. And, but there so came a time me. when you're maturing that you go from being, I sense, under our authority in our home to having your own home, having your uh, own family, side uh, by side. Uh-huh. And, and uh, we don't see that as lessening the father-son relationship, mm. lessening the honor and respect and what it means. But I have no authority over you as a person who lives in my home. Mm. Um, and so we we see in marriage, I'm just saying, you know, we, we headship isn't that.
0: Yep, that's great, Dad.
1: This This sense of order and flow. But also, you know, the church part of this, God's interested in the source Mm. of things, not just the the appearance of things. He judges, he's looking to the heart, not just Mm. the appearance. Mm. And, you know, this is just a putting off and putting on thing, this being full of the Holy Spirit. You know, we we want to be growing our lives and how we live on earth out of our faith in Jesus Christ. And out of that, there is a real flow of life of wisdom mm-hmm. of understanding of truth of knowledge of inner capacity and power yeah. Yeah. and love and all these things that that it flows from Jesus into us and then we bring it into us our, our day-to-day relationships. doesn't quite like that happen with marriages because each one of them is in the body and each one of them is in Christ, and each one of them is receiving from Christ. And so not only are they husband and wife, but they're also brother and sister in Christ. Yeah. And so they have the responsibility to love one another as I've loved you before they came together and love each other in that special way that, that is intimate and has its own special ways that happens in marriage, but it's based on loving one another as a brother and sister in Christ with the life that's flowed right. into them out of Christ.
0: That's good, Dad. Um, I love that. Yeah. I, was, um, I always thought that uh, Eve being made after Adam was kind of like the iPhone 1 and then the iPhone 2. You, <laughs> yeah, it you could have, be. It could you be, have yeah. the iPhone 1 and then you go, oh, we're going to fix these glitches. So you come out with the new iPhone 2 and that's females. No,
1: <laughs> It is a bit different because everything in Eve came from Adam.
0: That's right. I've just been silly.
1: Yeah, and then just think this way. Everything in Eve came from Adam and maybe it wasn't in Adam anymore. And so when they come back together as one flesh.
0: Oh, beautiful.
1: Uh, yeah. Right. We're, we're, we're talking of mystery. I know, yep. yeah. Yeah. And so we want to pick these things up and let, let them the but yeah. So the other thing to look at in these verses is what are the signs that we see in here? What what are things that tell us that that if a husband is functioning as the head of the wife in the way this verse says he should, and yes. the wife is flowing in submission with him as we read here. What does it look like? It looks like the wife, the bride coming forth in splendor, in radiance, in glory. What does God, Jesus, want for his church? He wants all the gifting in it to be seen and flowing. He wants all the the beauty in it to be seen and shown. He wants that which is in it to be revealed and shining and blessing uh, everyone that it comes across. What does the husband want for his wife? Yep. Everything in her that God has created to be shining out fully. Everything that He's made her to be fully on, on, you know, being seen and shining in the appropriate ways. Yeah. Uh, Particularly in the kingdom ways and the gifting in her, fully shining forth and going where it's meant to go, doing the job it's meant to do in the kingdom. Her being the full part of the body of Christ, she's meant to be. That's the sign of. These relationships working as God. Or in the same way, husband should yeah, love yeah. their wives as their own body. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one hates his own flesh. So there's this shine, this glory, mm. and then there's these two words. He he nourishes it and cherishes it, or nourishes it and cares for it, or mm. or he'll he'll look after it and grow it and he'll protect it yeah. and keep it safe. And so we see the fruit of this is, is um you know this how we, we often put it um we talked about it you know uh just trying to make it simple yeah. and when you do that of course you you sometimes can lose something but just you know the idea that in a marriage if there's only enough money for one of you to get those new set of clothes and you both want them she yeah. gets her because yeah. the husband's there to bring lay down his life yep for his wife to look yep glorious yep. uh if there's only enough food for one of you to eat She gets it because the husband lays down his life for her to be nourished and fed, and and it's not just food. That's whatever it is to nourish and feed her as a person. That's right. Uh, You both, you know, and then there's only, you know, if there's a bit of danger around or need for some protection or some extra Mm -hmm. care, uh, he puts him in himself between his wife and the danger because he's laying down his life Mm -hmm. for her. It looks more like a servant headship. It looks more like a serving role and of course Christ took on the form of a servant
0: yeah great but
1: his body the church and so there we are we're done quite a bit on that but it probably oh, needs it. To,
0: yeah that's that's great um no you are right, it does need it and I think that's um mm. yeah that's brilliant It's it's great should we um carry on to ephesians six
1: we can yep.
0: We're going to go all the way to Ephesians 6, verse 9, and then we can talk a little bit about it if we need yes, to. Yes,
1: yeah. We're just skim blows. We won't say too much there. They say quite a bit in their own right.
0: They do. Yeah, yeah. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Are you listening, Winnie and Fox? <laughs> Honour your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise, so that it may go well with you, that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Mm. Fathers. Do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Obey them not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people, because you know that the Lord will reward each one for whatever good they do, whether they are slave or free. And masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Do not threaten them, since you know that he who is born, (laughs) sorry, since you know that he who is both their master Mm. and yours is in heaven, and there is no favoritism with him.
1: Yeah. Isn't it amazing to think that in this one church, there could have been masters and slaves? Yeah. Yeah. One in Christ. Yeah. Part of this one new body, this one flesh, but having to figure out how to bring that to an existing social um, economic platform of ownership and slavery that fulfilled their world. Wow. And and slaves had no right. They were, they were chattels.
0: Which is um, interesting that he doesn't yeah. say, he doesn't break all the constraints of their world. He doesn't go, there's, and it, there's almost a, it seems to me there's a picking and choosing in some of that dynamic, I guess, yep. or, or there's a priority, and the priority, and it's I can read it over and over again in this passage, mm. is the heart. Yes. The sincerity yep. of heart, yep. doing the will of God from your heart, serve yep. wholeheartedly. So it's mm. this connection between heart and hands.
1: Yep. That we and, see. And, and he's not endorsing anything here. No, he's not. He's just simply speaking into the current reality, which, yes. which is ungodly, which is not yes. right. He's yeah. saying, you're going to have to live in this world as people who are not of this world. You've mm-hmm. come into the world of Jesus. The world of Jesus is coming alive in you. And now you live as children, as it says in Ephesians 5:8, walk as those children of that new light you have. And yep. slaves, you've got to do it. Masters, you got to do it. You've got to figure out what it looks like to bear with one another in love, be completely humble, maintain the unity, keep the unity of the Holy Spirit and the bond of peace in your workplace. And it's interesting. Bosses, employees, yeah. Yeah, powerful people, underpower people. It speaks in both these, children and parents, the commonality is it's about the sense of who has power and control and who yeah. doesn't.
0: He's talking into power relationships, isn't he? Yeah, isn't
1: he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, that's and in both of them, he he basically saying, as you say, if you've got Jesus in your heart, bring yeah. that into the relationship. Learn how to live from who you are in Christ. Don't try and figure it all out. Don't try and work it all out. Yeah. Um, but you bring as far as it depends on you, you be at peace. And you it's a worker, yeah, it's, well, boss. I, yeah.
0: Totally. And I think there's an interesting mm. thing because he doesn't go hard, don't he doesn't uh, ignore or even say we shouldn't have any power relationships. But he No, but they're there, they exist. Yeah, but yeah. Yep. He's like in in this how you act, and he yep. also doesn't say, "Hey Christians, go off and go off and be a community where you yeah. are without you know yeah. away from the world." He doesn't yeah. say that. He goes, "While you're here in the world, mm. as you go about being in here, you're like secret agents. Yeah, your lives are different. Yeah, because your hearts are different.
1: Yeah. Let's carry on, anger. eh? And it really, oh yeah, go on. just going back to the top there. Uh, sure. Children about your parents, and, and fathers do not provoke your children to anger. You know, and, and us fathers, this is a challenging thing for us. Yeah, um, bring them up in the discipline and instruction, or the 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 training of the Lord, or the ways of the Lord. Uh, this is not about classrooms, I don't think. Um, it's about life, and and there's a real challenge on us fathers. You know, actually, modelling being what it means, what you what you are expecting God to be before you try and bring it to someone else, and then how do I then say, hey, be like me. That's it. Be like, like me.
0: Yeah, I've heard. I've heard some. You know, I remember a Christian father uh, of faith, and well, actually, i don't even matter if it was Christian or not. But I remember a father saying, you know, using certain words that he wouldn't want his kids to use in front yeah. of his kids, and then saying, yeah. telling his kids off for using them. I'm like, you can't yeah. do that.
1: No, no. And of course, when I say be like me, I'm actually being be like me in character because there was a days when I was youth started going into ministry, but it was. You're not like me, so don't try and be like me. And yeah, the way so. you bring forth the gifting it's and right. the things God's doing in yeah. you, the style of preaching, for instance, so you're not me. Don't don't try and model your preaching yeah. on my preaching. No. Allow God to bring out of you the preaching that he's put in you. So be like me, and allowing God to bring out of you what He's put in you. Right. Don't Yeah. But anyway, don't get too deep in there. We'll move on. But it's about in relationships of power, and and, and in the world we see a hierarchy of over and under. We've got to live that out in a way that we're bringing the that we're honouring Jesus and the, and the and the all the things we're learning in Ephesians are in those relationships and worked out.
0: And Dad, I will yeah. say, I mean, we've got we're, we're a father and son. You know, I like I, I've been a youth worker for many many years, mm. and uh, regardless of whether they were Christian kids or not, Christian families or not, uh, one of the biggest things I saw with young men is their relationships with their dads were not. Great. Some of them weren't awful, so you know, some were abusive, but most were just meh. And I'm like really thankful that we have a relationship that is so much more than that. And you know, I've, I've, we've lived together with you being my dad. Um, we've very different personalities, have some similarities, have some differences. Um, I've, you've been my boss and my pastor. We've, we've done this journey for a long time, and so we've, I've seen. We've lived this out. We've lived yeah. this Ephesians out. Yeah. and It's not uh, much wonderful. to titan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're not perfect people, but we have lived this out. I've mm-hmm. learned how to honor you as someone who is under your leadership and as someone mm-hmm. who's, and, and learned how to front up when I have an honor. You know, like learn honoring in the middle of process and, and mess. Mm-hmm. And I've seen you as a, as a uh, authority figure who has laid down your life. And you've, you've lived that. It's not just words that you say. You have made decisions Mm. as a leader over me that have benefited benefited me um, over you. And you've made, so you've lived that kind of life out that said, I will make decisions in such a way that those I lead are benefited, even at my expense. And so I want to affirm, you know, Mm. thank you for that. But also, yeah, I guess want to let listeners know Mm. my, my dad has lived it. He's not just saying nice ivory tower thoughts. He has lived and made these decisions out, and it has cost him, and that is part of the journey of following Jesus. Here we go. Verse 10? Yeah. 10 to, uh,
1: well, we can go down to um, 20? 12. 10 no, to
0: 12. 12. Okay. We'll
1: take it in some bite sizes. Here we go. Yeah.
0: Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Mm. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Mm. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil... Oh, no, so you wanted to stop at 12. Sorry. I'll
1: just get to read 13.
0: Yep. Okay, therefore, put on the full armor of evil so that when the day of evil... armor of God. Sorry, do not put on the full armor of evil. (laughs) No, don't use that. Against me, oh no, no, no. Okay. yeah, therefore, yeah. <laughs> therefore, put on the full armor of God yeah. so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything, to stand,
1: yeah. We said earlier on, the uh, mentioned earlier, like Ephesians 2 6, we come to this place of sitting with yeah. Christ, yeah, sitting in salvation, rest is there, yep. it's done, yeah. it's finished. Jesus said, and then. We come into Ephesians four, Ephesians four, and he starts now, now walk out your life on earth in a way worthy of the of sitting in Christ. Yeah, in some way, so part of the mystery is we're doing both of them at the same time. We don't get up from sitting and go and walk it out. No, while I'm sitting in Christ, I learn to live out how I'm sitting in Christ and how I live life and work, and that's what mm. he's talking about. Put things off, put them on, and and then he says here, yeah. but but stand against things. Yeah. That come from the enemy. Wow. Um, yeah. So we also see here this idea of being in heavenly places. We started Ephesians 1, 3, in heavenly places. You're blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. We come to the end of chapter 1, and, and we see Christ is an authority high above mm. all other forms of power. So when, what we're reading about here, the devil, authorities, um, spiritual force of evil, heavenly places, all this, Remember, He is high above. We're seated in Christ, high above Yeah. these things. Yeah. So, come on, He's saying, "Be strong in the Lord and the strength yep. of His might." That's it. Uh, be strong in the Lord and the strength of His might. Be strong in the strength of the Holy Spirit within you, Ephesians three fourteen. He's He's praying that you'd be strengthened in your innermost being. Mm. So, God, Jesus, this, this is consistent with what He's talking about all the way through Ephesians, in, in Ephesians uh, chapter one, He's praying that you would have working within you the might. That same might that raised Jesus from the dead. Yeah. So be strong in the Spirit of God within you. Be strong in the Jesus who's been risen up and seated in heavenly places, high above all these things. Yeah. So He's not you know, He's not saying you be strong in yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But but yeah, there's a strength coming from God into our lives. Yep. And and a strength we have by being in Christ. Mm. And also, have you noticed, I've said several times, above, above, above. Yep. Um, and, and I want to emphasize that. Put on the full armor of God that you might stand, the panoply, the, the whole array, everything God's got for you. Yeah. Apostles, prophets, mentors, pastors, and teachers come to give you everything God's got for you. Put it on. Take on what God's bringing. You, yeah. know, you have the full yeah. stature, full measure of who Jesus is coming forth and who we are as believers. This is incredibly stuff, isn't it? Put it Mm. all on. It's the bride preparing Mm. herself, Revelation 19. Love it. The bride making herself. Put on all, you know, fine linen, fine clothes of righteousness we're giving you to wear. Put on all the things Jesus has given us to put on. And that's that, Ephesians 4, uh, 22, 24, he says, come on, put things off, put them on. A soldier's going to have to put things off before he can put on. His armor. he's not I going out in off. civilian clothes, he's going yep. out in yep. his full array of Great. armor and weaponry. So th- this is this is um you know so it's there's a picture here because yes. Paul is a prisoner and he's held guard by Roman soldiers. Mm. So there's probably a soldier standing around somewhere, <laughs> and he's seen and prepared. Ready, equipped for whatever he yeah. needs to do, and he's he's saying, you know, come on, let's be like that, let's be prepared. And Intrig- just intriguing yeah. thing, oh, I'll get on down to this. Another thought there, we'll get mm. coming back to where I was thinking later. Uh, against the schemes of the devil, against those interesting words, stand simply means stand. If you want to know the secret to standing, it just means stand. Mm. Stand in your faith. Babe. Against, I, I was intrigued when I looked at this word again today, and. And it gave um, yesterday, actually, on the day last week, also, it talked about stand an advantage, hmm. huh. have an advantage over. The idea of against could also be to have an advantage over. it. I, thought, oh, I like that better. I'll take that one, God. I'm yeah. going to stand with advantage over the schemes of the devil. Yeah. In Christ, I have the advantage. Now we've we've often talked like that, and I remember years ago a lady telling me she was under pressure, and the devil was getting her this way and that way, and and I just think, boy, well, this sounds hard. I said, can I ask you a picture? Um, you see, there's a hill, and on top of that is a bit of a fortress, and down the bottom is a path, and, and uh, um, and you know, there's someone at the bottom, and there's someone at the top, and, you know, where are you? She said, oh, I'm down on the path, and the devil's bombing me with stones. I said, wrong picture. In Christ, you're in the fortress. Yeah. You're on the top of the hill. Thank be to God for the victory we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. We're in the place of victory. We're in the place of Mm. overcoming, in the place of triumph, it says in Mm. Colossians 2.15. And and the devil's down the bottom of the hill, and he's lobbing a few schemes up at us. Mm. Uh, And so we've got to see ourselves in the place of advantage here. We're not trying to win a battle against the devil. We're Mm. not trying to take him on. We're not trying to figure out all his schemes so we can avoid them. In fact, I think one of the schemes of the devil is to get us trying to figure out all his schemes.
0: And, I, and you're right, Dad, and I think I love that, in the place of advantage. And I don't think it takes away from the validation of true pain and loss and no, grief no. That, that working through life is, but it is giving perspective to that pain, loss, and grief by yeah. saying, yeah. in Christ, we are in the place of advantage. <clears throat> you may not feel like you're in the place of advantage. It may not feel that way. It may not look that way, but it is that way. Yep.
1: Yeah. And so it's, we sit in Christ over all other powers and authorities. Mm. And what the devil wants to do in his schemes is he wants to get into our mind and yeah. get some attention on what he's thinking and what yeah. he's saying and what yeah. he's doing. And if we can get some attention in our mind on, his, on something else but sitting in Christ, yeah then he begins to get leverage into our lives. Yep. And as he gets leverage into our lives, he begins to get some authority in us. When you believe the lie, mm. you give authority to the liar. Wow. If you believe the lie, I'm not the guy came up with this, So someone else is bound to preach it somewhere, you give authority to the liar. So, okay. so mm. the more we study the schemes of the devil, mm. And I know some people who have come across time who seem to be experts on the schemes of the devil. And I've delved into this a couple of times over the years. I've just felt God said, you don't need to know all that. You need to know Jesus. Yeah. You need to know Jesus. Great. I know the devil's conspiracy scheming. I know these conspiracies, um, but I don't need to know these conspiracies. I need to know Jesus. I need to know the wisdom that's coming from him to live out my life on earth. I, I'm not living an obstacle course yep. trying to yep. avoid all the schemes of the devil. Yep. I'm sitting above them, yep. walking yep. over them in Christ. Yep. Luke 10 19, mm-hmm. Um, I have given you authority over all the enemy's powers to walk on snakes and scorpions and to cross them under your feet. So why would I drop down? To their level and try and figure out what they're doing so I can maneuver through it, Mm. and and all that will is take away my strength, yeah, and leave me with fear. So, come on, we're not against schemes of the devil in the sense of we're lining them up to take them on like two wrestlers in the ring or something we're seeing at yeah. advantage over them yes we yeah. are against them because yeah. we don't think you know they're not right they're not of god yeah. but we're we're for jesus more i love that can uh, and we and look we do not wrestle against flesh and blood i it's have no that... advantage over flesh and blood that's right I don't have any advantage. I don't have any advantage. I don't wrestle. I'm not trying to, my goal with people, the Bible says, is to be at peace with people as far as it depends on me, Mm -hmm. to be at peace with people. It's Mm -hmm. not to win a peace. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's not to win a battle and to get them down and get them surrendered so now we have peace. No, I just offer grace and mercy to them and, and offer peace. Uh, we can both be right and we can both be wrong. And sometimes, you know, as you said before, uh, into right, 20% of things I'll be leaving wrong. I meet someone else, he's the same. And our two areas of right and wrong clash. And now we're not at peace. We just both say, no, we both can be right. We both can be wrong. We're not standing over each other. And it's we probably both stand under Christ. That's right. And, and we yep. have peace. We don't wrestle with people, but we do have to hold this advantage. And I, can I, just no
0: say, yeah, you, I was going to say, and can I just yeah. say, uh, we're never fully right. No, no, we're not. Well, we're but we do serve. have a
1: place of holding our
0: in our spirit our advantage. Well, we know the one who is right. Yep. And that's our... Yep. Like I remember um, Leslie Newbigin says... We know truth, not like you read a book, not like you know knowledge. Nice. That's, that's also a good way to look at how we read the Bible. Mm. So we're not reading it to know more in our heads, to to be kind of over it. We know truth mm. like we know a person, yep. like we're getting to know someone, like yep. we're related to truth. So yep. Leslie Newbig, and he, he goes, it's it's more that we're related to truth, and truth is mm. changing us. So the yep. more I get to know the truth, the more I'm being changed by it. Yep. I think that is, mm. and we see truth not as a static picture, the static knowledge to learn, but actually as a dynamic force of a person who is yes. Jesus.
1: And it's a relationship. And First John uh, 1, uh, I don't know the verse, but it's First John 1 and the first couple of verses in church, yeah. 1 John 2, 1 and yes. 2. And, it, you know, it says, you know, I write this to you that you will not sin, but if you do sin, <laughs> or when you do sin, you have an advocate with the Father. And an atonement. So in Jesus, I have my atonement. I have my advocate. As an advocate, he stands with the Father and he'll stand against the devil. He's going on. We better, better read on because we're Here we trying. Go. You know, this is, this is um, pretty good
0: news. Yeah, us, the other
1: it? thought there, <laughs> come on, against this present darkness.
0: Yeah.
1: Come on, never allow yourself as a believer to allow the state of your relationship with Jesus to be in relationship to this present darkness. Come, we don't don't trust God according to this present darkness. We know we live Mm. in a present darkness. And Mm. you can find places in the New Testament that it gives some ideas of the things that will happen in that present darkness. Romans 1, uh, Timothy talks about it, I think it's in 2 Timothy 3, things that will go on as other places. That's not the issue. Mm. We know that. It's no surprise when they do happen to us because we read it in the text. The the point of us is we stand in Christ in in this place. And that's our focus. Uh, Not to be surprised when some darkness shows up because we live in it.
0: Here we go. Verse 14. I'm going to go all the way to 20. Yes. Here we go. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Mm. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should.
1: Yeah, so powerful, eh? A picture from
0: a Roman soldier. I'm not strong
1: on the get up every morning, put your armour on piece by piece. If that works for you, great. If it helps you just to be standing in Christ, great. Yeah, It's a picture of being in Christ. Yeah of being in faith. And one of the thoughts I had about a Roman soldiers, um, one is they, they it was Roman army won because of their so much ground, because of the te- technological advancement yeah that's that they right. Wore. So no Roman soldier chose his uh, armour or weaponry or equipment. Yeah. He didn't choose his position and he didn't choose his assignment. No Roman soldier functioned as an individual. Yes. The power of the Roman army wasn't working and the many working as one. And so a Roman army of a few thousand in times would defeat armies 10 times their size mm. because the other was a crowd of individuals and it's mm-hmm. war and it's fighting. We don't like that, but a crowd of individuals all doing their own thing
0: yeah.
1: in the same crowd against yeah. the Romans. So basically they are all fighting as individuals. So 50,000 ones, With well, the Roman army might've been 5,000 as one.
0: Yeah. Wow. And That's they different.
1: fought as one and all their equipment was designed to fight as one. So one-on-one against one of those guys, their equipment would have put them at a weakness. Because it wasn't designed to take on a guy individually. They had short swords because they fought together close up. So they needed short swords. But you go one-on-one, that guy's got a big long sword because he's just thinking about himself and all that he's got. Mm. And he's an advantage on -on one-on-one. But when you Mm. come against 5,000 fighting as one, the unity, unity in Christ. Come on, stay in the joint together. The strength as in yep. the unity, not just yep. in the individual. The equipment God gives us, and he comes through the preparing of the saints, is actually to be in unity, yeah, it's not on a to mission. fight for God and to stand as individuals. So it's really yeah. important to keep that unity in the place. And then he just gives us a picture of some things to help us remember, isn't it? You know, having on the battle of truth. Truth holds things together, that Jesus is the truth. I am the word that holds everything together, that makes sense of everything. When we keeps don't know what's going up. on, we hear Jesus. Yeah. As we said before, it's the person, the truth. All the written word, is, it comes to its fulfillment in the person, Jesus Christ, and through the person, Jesus Christ, we make sense of the written word.
0: So what you're uh, saying is the yeah. truth keeps your pants on.
1: Yeah, it keeps your pants on. <laughs> keep, well, not only that, everything... All the armor was pulled together, everything worked together, (laughs) Truth held it all together. holds it all together. Keep the pants up, but you know, having on a breastplate of righteousness. We can can dig deep. Well, it's a breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness, what does it mean? I'm not sure exactly, but Jesus' blood is my righteousness. But not only this, the Bible talks about the righteous acts of the saints. And it talks about the sheep and the goats. And some of you know where I'm going now. And Jesus said, the righteous things you did. The righteous things you did of loving others as I love them.
0: The least of these.
1: The least, the least of these. And Our, the of these. Powerless people that you gave something to that they needed. You were there for them when they needed something. The story of the Good Samaritan. But, actually, you know, he says a glass of cold water here, a actually, little bit there.
0: Actually, they cut in there. In the sheeps and goats the context is the least of these disciples of mine yeah which is yeah. a different story to the Good Samaritan yeah. they both work together because I know they think do because God, God and so says, the
1: breastplate of righteousness I'm suggesting yeah is, is is putting on the, the righteous acts of loving one another as Christ loved us yep and, and in a way that it actually touches the ground and into the relationships right. around us right and, and you know maybe you're not know, being saying God how do I do this yeah. How do I? How do I love people? How do I lay my life down for people? Mm. Um, I'm not running into people who are hungry, you know, and, and mm. uh, all the time. Uh, there's things I've involved in, and one of the things Grace and I do is we support a orphan in another country. many people do that, but but we have no shared income, you know we and the temptation is to go get a job with a position, serve in a local church again. Mm. if you feel guys call me, no, don't do that Paul. keep your life free, so you've got space in your life to be able to hear what I'm saying, to formulate truth again, to bring my word to my church in a way. And so in some ways, I'm laying down things that would benefit me. Mm. and taking risk that I don't know how it's all going to work out mm. because I feel it's the way God's leading me to bring my life. And it's a bit as a father in the faith and that to, to benefit his body and what he's doing. But So there's so many ways this worked out from just that simple or the other. Only a few months ago, once I was walking down to a Sunday morning to a coffee shop and, and as I was walking through the park on the way there, I was on my way and uh, there was a guy obviously had slept in the park and we said hi. And then I said, oh yeah, we talked briefly and, And uh, I said, I'm just going to get coffee. Do you want a coffee? And he went in there and he didn't want a coffee, but he got a hot chocolate. But you can do little things like that just passing by. But there's other things as well. But so putting on the laying down our life thing, put on the shoes, Mm. the readiness
0: for the gospel of peace. Of
1: course, uh, Isaiah 52.7 talks about that, how beautiful are the feet on the mountains.
0: I'm, yeah. going to, I'm going to move us. I love it, but I'm going to move us to the end of this passage now. Is there anything? Because there's a lot. Obviously, we could go this. Yeah, bit, I just quickly hit
1: it. the mark. So peace is okay. being. Peace is when you have peace in your life. Yeah. And that means you're making peace with the people you need to make peace with. You're ready to serve God. You're ready to be used by God. Yeah, How can he use point. you when your heart's not at peace? Um, shield of faith. Just stay standing mm. in the covenant we have with Jesus Christ. Stay in faith. With him, uh, and you can extinguish all the flaming darts. Even what a powerful thought, eh? And uh, and take up the helmet of salvation, put it on the hope we have in Jesus, yeah. the joy we have, and the sword of the spirit, which is the Word of God. What's that say? The word there is the RHEMA. So we've got to have the Word in our heart, mm. so that when we need it, the Spirit can bring it mm. to us, and we know what to say. So if mm. you're not meditating on the Word of God and absorbing it into your innermost place, not understanding all, but learning, knowing it. You give the Holy Spirit word to use, and then he'll bring this one to mind and that one to mind. We can be like Jesus. It is written, it is written, it is written. It's when we speak it that it becomes the sword, when we speak it into the situation. Sometimes I've got to speak it to me because my own thinking needs me to tell me the word. Come on, Paul. Yes. Now, the Lord is your shepherd. You shall lack nothing. Yeah. And, and, and so your mind has to hear it. And then at the end, he says prayer. Yeah. And prayer leads everything. Yeah, great. And Jesus said uh, in Matthew, be be awake and be ready. Here he said, be alert and keep persevering. Be ready. Keep mm-hmm. praying. He says in Luke 1, um, 18, 1, 2, I think it's 8, and he talks about, he told them just to show them they should always pray and not give up. And at the end of it, it's, I'm not going to go into the story, but at the end mm-hmm. of it, he says, he says, so will I find people who have faith on it? Will they be ready? Mm-hmm. Will there be people who are standing, looking to heaven and praying? Mm-hmm. Not people who are uh, trying to you know, run all of our place in a frenzy trying to fix things, but they're looking to living out of prayer. And as you hear it in prayer, you then practice it in obedience. Uh,
0: I love that, Dad. As uh, my counsellor, uh, Richard Black, who's amazing, he said, uh, "Prayer is like the stone you throw into the lake. Yeah, and yeah. the rest, the rest is the ripples." And yeah. also to say that, yeah. you know, like prayer, John MacArthur yeah. says. a a great definition of prayer is awareness and connection to God. Prayer is essentially Mm. making ourselves aware and connecting to God. And we see this in Ephesians one and two. So we actually see this play out that before we, We before we, before we walk and stand, we sit, we sit with Jesus. We're able to walk with believers. We're able to stand against the enemy.
1: Yep. And, and in these days, and it talks there that prayer actually has substance to it too, specific yes, yes. words, uh, and he's praying for, for specific things like, give me the words I need to speak Christ into my situation, my people around me. Uh, I just want to, as we come in, just encourage, I think, I'm wondering if today in the church we need a revival of prayer. Correct. We need a revival of sitting with Jesus and and devotion and listening and praying, sharing our hearts, sharing our pains, sharing our journey, listening, and then bringing his prayers back to him, a a revival of prayer. We want a revival of the church going out in its glory and brightness, making an impact in the nation. But I wonder if it will first start with a revival of people wanting just to be in prayer at all times in the
0: spirit. Great love that dad and yep. I want to say um yeah when I want to get to our final greetings here um, yep. even just when you're saying there because you've, you've actually developed a prayer booklet haven't you
1: uh, Oh, several over times for different purposes yes
0: so i um, if you're interested yep. in that and you're listening email us uh, yep let's yep. make it a little bit like a you you've got to work together yep. so now you know yep. you know ask just ask if you yep. don't ask you don't get so here we go I'm gonna do these final um I'm going to read Paul's final greetings, then we'll give you our final greetings. Yes, and, um, yep, we're awesome. Done. Here we go. Nearly. Yeah, T- Tychicus. I don't know how to say that name.
1: Tychicus. There we go. The I don't know if I'm 100 right though. You know what'll do? Tychicus.
0: I'm just going to call him John. No, there's too call many jobs already. Yeah. The um, dear brother and faithful servant in the Lord will tell you everything, so that you may also, so that you also may know that I'm how I am and what I'm doing. I'm mm. sending him to you for this very purpose, that you yep. may know how we are and that he may encourage you. Mm. Peace to the brothers and sisters mm. and love with faith from God, the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Man. Grace to all yeah. who love our Lord Jesus Christ mm. with an undying love.
1: And just today, just one thought, and we need to wind up, but the Tychicus is coming to talk to him, not only to deliver the letter. Yeah but to tell him what's going on in the church in Rome. Yeah. And so, it's, anyway, sometimes it is valuable just to travel and see what's going on in the church in different places or or to hear stories of that. And and um and so that's part of the journey is to be aware of what God's doing in different parts of his church. I, I, I've got to finish on this because I think, oh, no, I won't. I'll leave it. No, yes, I will. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just finished reading a book on the church in China, uh, Underground Church, written 2010 or 12, 14, somewhere around there. And, and they told of something that happened in 2010 at a meeting, told in the Chinese leaders' terms. And they had 40-something, I think it was 44 younger leaders or people offer themselves for missionary service and to go, because they got this whole missionary sending thing into unreached people groups, mm. um, pushing back into Asia and that. And, and, uh, and a number of them said, God has shown us what country we're going to go to. We've heard the language in our prayers, wow. and, and and a number of them said, and God has told us we will be martyrs there for his faith, and uh, we're going. Wow. We're going. You know, we're looking for the spirit of laying down your life. Remember, Christ lays down his life for the church. Amen. Husbands lay down their lives for their wives. We When we stand against the devil, Revelation 12 says, the enemy is the accuser, he accuses day and night. Oh. You know, it's, it's happening to you. It's happening to me. We overcome him, how, by the blood of the Lamb?
0: Yeah.
1: My righteousness, my faith, my shield, all these things in Christ, the armour, the word of my testimony, Yeah, the Reema word of my spirit, my faith, the word, uh, and I love not my life even unto death. Yeah. And so, you know, we God is looking for a church that will be like Jesus yeah. in every way.
0: Mm. Mm that's, um, that's yes, awesome Dad. Um, and just and just to finish that's beautiful just to finish I want to remind you if you want to support um, we'll be trying to set up something that for those who want to we can support uh, a, a kind of a weekly support is probably the better way here um, financially but if you want to get in contact to figure that out we'd love to do that via our emails also just contact us with questions um, we want to be helpful and so if this is helpful this yeah. is long form podcasting so it's not about a 30-minute message that <laughs> you can consume, and it's about a long conversation that you can stretch out over a couple of weeks and and let the Holy Spirit speak, and also tools. We just want to give you tools. I mentioned that, some of those prayer booklets, mm. and um, let us know what you need. We'd love to help you. Um, I've We've written a bunch of songs, actually. I've written a bunch. I said mm. in the last podcast they'd be out, but I've been told it takes a while for them to get into distribution rights, so we're looking like they'll be on Spotify within the month, so we've got a good seven songs there mm. I've written. Uh, and and recorded over lockdown for our churches to use as tools for prayer. Mm. So love you. And uh, yeah, let us know if you want some more podcasts, and we'll be back. Man, bless you guys. Been good. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Rhythms Podcast. Remember, you can find the Bible plan for this week at unitechurch.org.nz. We'd love for you to join us as we practice the daily rhythm of reading the Word and opening our hearts up to the authentic love and person of Jesus Christ. If you want to get a hold of me, you can find me at elijah at unitechurch.org.nz and paul at paul at Chasing Aroha nui.